Welcome to Implement This with Microsoft Business Solutions MVP Britta Rexted and co-host Matthew C. Anderson, where we have an insider's discussion around the things we consider when implementing Dynamics 365. In today's episode, Britta and I look at the changing of the year from one into another and the opportunities that gives you. But first, I'd like to thank today's sponsor. The user group for the Dynamics 365 and CRM community is powered by users for users and specializes in the delivery of member-driven education, networking, and events to help you maximize your current Microsoft Dynamics investment. D365UG is the world's most influential user group community of Microsoft Dynamics 365 and CRM users and partners. Across the globe, members share a common goal of maximizing and advancing the performance of Microsoft Dynamics 365 and CRM so that individuals and companies can improve operations, overcome obstacles, and exceed goals. Learn more at crmug.com. And now we're back with yet another episode of Implement This. Hi, Britta. How are you? Good. How are you, Matt? I'm doing pretty well. Feeling feeling good coming out of 2017 here, looking forward toward 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always exciting part of year. Aside, aside from bitter cold outside right now. It <laughs> Negative is, four currently. Yeah, I was, I was in California just 24 hours ago, and oh, it was... Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a rude awakening getting back to Minnesota weather. But out there in podcast land, nobody really cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully you are warm, warmer than we are. <laughs> so bringing closure to a year it can drive a lot of good conversation, a lot of good topics. Do you have thoughts for this episode as far as where we, where we take it? Well, I actually wanted to know what your favorite books were this year. Something you and I have kind of bonded over was mm. business books and Excel. And we've talked sure. about Excel before, but <laughs> I would love to know what your favorite business books of 2017 were. Okay. I would love to have you start uh, the conversation. <laughs> since hopefully you, you have <laughs> been able to think about it uh, coming into this. I have. Okay. I have a little bit. So um, three that I just loved this year, uh, Getting Naked by Patrick Lencioni got to be my new favorite business book. Um, okay. I've made so many people read it. It's actually required reading for all of my students now. Um, so I love that book. Uh, the Goal. Um, I actually don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Elihu Goldrot. Okay. But really, really good book about um, kind of constraints and just anyone in projects. I think it's a great book for them. And then The Chaos Imperative by Judah Pollock. It's really, really interesting about how you need some chaos for really great innovation to happen. Okay. So just kind of one of those good perspective changer kind of books um and then two that i have to mention because they're not business books but um it was my question so i'm just gonna (laughs) make it five um the originals by adam grant was really really great not quite a business book more a perspective book but specifically for developing people or developing yourself really interesting um and then jen sincero's you're a badass i've read three times this year okay so um i think that's on my list of like books i now just read once a quarter because it's that good Okay. <laughs> but I'm really excited to read. Uh, I just downloaded Extreme Ownership mm-hmm. by um, uh, Jocko Wilnick and Leif Bevan. Okay. So that's my, that's my next one. I'm really, really excited about it. All right. Well, all, all of those are books to add to, to my list. Um, so thinking through it, I think the, the top one that comes to mind for me would be the book Leaders Eat Last. Hmm. Uh, it's a Simon Sinek book, uh, which is the Start With Why guy. Oh, yeah, um, so, yeah, you may know him from a TED Talk or two, but the, the idea of Leaders Eat Last is creating a, an environment where people on a team feel 
like they are safe and have support from the the team and leadership around them. Cool. So yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a good read. Stuck out for me. Another one that I read, which I know you've read because you recommended it to, recommended it to me, was the Four Disciplines of Execution. Oh, I love that book. Or yes. the more nerdy sounding Four DX. Four DX. Yes, that's a really great one to read on planes. You look like the most boring person on that whole airline when the book in your hands is the four disciplines of execution. You're just like yeah. a terribly, horrifically boring person. No, it's but, really good. Yeah, no, it, it ended up being very good and being able to talk about the what's what's really important in kind of choosing goals, focusing on them, tracking them, kind of distilling that down for a team and use it, having it not just be a total management book thought piece, Mm-hmm. but one that's backed up with a lot of actual examples from real companies. Mm-hmm. So looking at it a little more longitudinally, longitudinally is probably not the right term for that technically, but with a lot more detail behind it, not just one one organization's anecdote. Mm. What I really like about that book, so it came out of the Covey Institute, for those mm-hmm. of you who haven't read it. Um, <clears throat> what I really, really like about that book is that it gets right to the point that in like if you go to business school or if you're cultured as a leader, um, you spend your time in school learning about vision casting and how do you how do you have this great dream of where your company or organization needs to go, and then you actually spend almost your entire career implementing, not dreaming, and so you kind of get left shorthanded because you're not that's not actually the day job. The day job is getting people to do the things that you need to do. It's executing mm-hmm. on those goals and those dreams. Mm-hmm. And so that book's really good on that topic because it it turns it on its head and it applies really directly to your day job, not just, you know, the fun strategy session you do once a quarter or something. So right. I really like it. I'm curious what your things... So if you were an admin in 2018, mm-hmm. knowing everything you know now, if you're going to go back into... You know, back in the day, more as a user than a consultant. Sure. What are the things that you need to implement? Like, let's say first quarter, if you were really going to run a good, you know, be a good system admin and hit all the right notes there. Well, for me, I think one of the first things to do is to actually pause for a second before just adding that next thing and use the opportunity to look back a little bit at kind of what happened over the course of the last year and some of the things that were out there as far as like new users and teams that might have been added into the system mm. uh, prior to uh, the the year that's coming in just because there's rarely a good time to have that pause. There's always always stuff going on so that that new year gives an opportunity to be able to just think through that a little bit on who's actually come into the system, maybe do a little bit of assessing of are they using the system how I expected them to, how their leadership expected them to, and uh, are there is there any notable feedback that's come from them of things that would be priorities for, for them coming in. Mm-hmm. So h- how about you? What's top of mind for you? Um. But I think as an admin, I didn't use enough, and I would make sure I used enough going back in, starting a year fresh. It's actually bulk delete. Okay. Like we keep a lot of data we don't need, and mm-hmm. so um, it really muddies what you do actually need and what is important and worth the resources. And then especially when you're paying for data, um, yeah. that could be a factor too. And so um, it's always good, and once a year isn't really enough, but at least at the beginning of the year, looking at what kind of data you're keeping, what kind of data is piling up. 
not realizing that some of those maybe regular imports, things are piling up. Maybe you're not deleting mm -hmm. your, um, a lot of people forget to delete their system jobs. And so if you have, you know, several hundred workflows running a day, and I've got all these system job or records more. <laughs> or more getting created. And um, you really, I've, I've never found a system job record to be valuable past being like a week old. Mm -hmm. So there's just not a reason to keep those that long. Yeah, that that actually hits a real note for me. I was just having a, a an email discussion back and forth with a client who was saying, ah, I need to clear up more more disk space. How can I do it? And you know, bulk delete jobs were one of those top of mind things. Another one is you know looking looking across at how many attachments may be saved directly into the database rather than into uh, perhaps a better medium for for mm -hmm. storing email attachments or file attachments to records. So very very timely on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Also be looking at where, um, if you have upgraded recently, what you don't need to do the hard way anymore. Mm. Um, I had a really, really cleansing uh, cleansing run a couple years ago when I got calculated and roll-up fields and went through and murdered a whole bunch of workflows that just didn't uh, need anymore. Yeah. And so they were great workflows. They got the job done, but I wasn't using the tool in its newest, latest, greatest version. And so going back through and cleaning things up and saying, okay, how do we really want to do this now? You know, maybe it was it needed to be that complicated mm -hmm. in the past, but if you never stop and look at it. I once had a user tell me we were evaluating an old system and moving that data into CRM, and the, the system, I think, was 15 years old. And she kept saying, well, I'm sure it was a good idea at the time. <laughs> like, well, yes, I'm sure it was, but now we've got better technology. And so at least once a year, you really should look through the way you do things you also know more now. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, there's things that were a good idea with the best that you knew this time last year, and now you can do better. And so it's a great idea to go back through and um, not only clean things up, but also apply the new learning that you have and say, you know, maybe we should be using a hierarchy here, or yeah. her data could be cleaner, or now I know about this cool tool in the XRM toolbox, and so this doesn't have to be as challenging. Yeah, well, and another one that comes to mind for me on that same line is with the advances in the business process engine, as far mm -hmm. as the actual visual business process flow, so much has changed there since it was first released in 2013. Mm -hmm. And with each subsequent version, I mean, look, even a, a couple uh, a couple major releases ago now, we didn't have even... Uh, business rules that would work on the business process flow in the same mm -hmm. way that they would elsewhere on the form. Uh, the editor has changed for better or worse. It's mm -hmm. better for some things, it's worse for other things, but overall there's some of the capability in there that as you are kind of branching through the different logic that it does help you to be able to identify what, where are we actually going in some of this? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things I know, call it, you know, three, four years ago, looking at the business process engine that were a lot more, put a lot more on the user to try to connect the dots as mm -hmm. far as how it fits to what their day-to-day -day job was. And I think there are a lot better ways to do that with the business process engine and some of those, uh, some of those updates that are there. So there's another you know, example of, those things where there's not there's not a given reason why you have to go back and look at it all the time, but with the 
turning of the the calendar over to a new year, that's a that's a good one or a, mm. a good collection of items. Absolutely. I think another one that I forget about if I'm being a little moving a little too fast is now how how many places the decisions I make, how many places that impact shows up. And so now mm. that we really dis- design in one place and deploy everywhere, like business process flows, now really easy to have those in a mobile sense. Mm-hmm. But it makes you think about how wordy you're going to be in individual steps along the way and other things. Um, it also makes you think about is actually a mobile task flow better than a business process flow. Sure. Um, you know, there's there's getting to be more and more places where we really need to think about um, what what data do you really need on the contact form? You know, because we're really making it easier for users and there's so many different places they're using it now. Um, just taking a pause and saying, you know, that should really be a quick form. And, you know, this, this is only ever going to be used in mobile, so these mm-hmm. fields aren't relevant. And taking some time to just exhale and clean it up can be so refreshing. Um, you're right. It doesn't have to be the beginning of the year, but if you don't do it, then when are you going to do it? Yeah. Well, and and you know maybe maybe the point at the beginning of the year for some of those items as they come up is you realize there's more of those things than you you originally thought would be there, and the action right now is to put a little bit of a calendar together as far as when you'll make some of those updates or what what some of that priority is mm-hmm. actually going to be. I could see quite a few people getting overwhelmed starting to think through all those things that are, are just noise yeah. in the background oh, most days. Yep. Um, it's a great time to, if you don't already have one, have a good parking lot and then learn how to prioritize things because you definitely can't do it. I think if you if you don't have a parking lot, you're not really thinking about what your system can do. You're probably selling it short. Yeah. Um, you just, having a parking lot is just part of it. And so... You have to be comfortable with that fact so that you can make all the people who come up to you in a panic because they really, really have to have that thing right now <laughs> comfortable with the fact that the system has unlimited potential and we're just going to have to have a parking lot and work our way through it. Yeah. I think it's also a good time to pause and make sure that your system for intaking both um, tickets and then training requests and even expansions of the system, things mm. that end up in that parking lot, yep. taking that into account. Um, what I've found, and I'm curious if you've found this on projects too, I, I really have this theory that only a third of bugs are actually bugs. Um, and this grew out of building this into CRM when I was an admin and then seeing the way that it comes up on projects with clients now. Mm-hmm. But um, what I found is that there are true bugs where the system breaks down or something doesn't work as designed, and that as designed is the key there. Um, but then I find that a large percent of, the, of them are training shortages where someone just doesn't quite understand how to do it right yeah. and that's not a bug and that really hurts the PR perspective of your CRM system right. that's all seen as a bug that hurts things and then a lot of times you get your greatest understanding of what people expect CRM should do by those scope creep bugs mm-hmm. they're not really bugs CRM was never designed to do that thing but the fact that everybody thinks it should do the thing probably means it should do the thing right. you know whatever that thing is and so um you can easily build one of those into CRM. You can use something like Jira or some other system. You might hook into whatever your IT team is already using. Mm-hmm. But I think the beginning of the year is a great time to say, okay, this year, how am I going to know the split of what bugs were truly bugs and how long did we take to get them fixed? And what was actually a training shortage? And where are we under training? Where do people not have a grasp on these concepts? And then where are all these ideas coming from? Because yeah. really, that's a great source of ideas of what your users really need and expect to do well at their jobs. 
and um, you don't want to leave that information on the table. So if it's all post-it notes that get left on your desk while you're at lunch, <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah. So I, I, I think even the, what did you say, a third are, are true bugs? That's my theory. I don't have the data to back it up. But. So I, I would argue that probably by the time things actually get released into production and the situations I'm working with, it's, it's less than that. There are a lot more things. And it's not for, for the, the times that I see it. Sometimes it is kind of an education gap. You know, whether that's learning and is there a is there a way to be able to address some of that side of it? But part of it is also recognizing the the nuance of some of the language that might be used for one team within a department, but another team mm. that same that same word isn't going to garner the same meaning for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, another another you know aspect is. For a lot of people who are using a system like Dynamics, until they've actually seen it live, they don't know how to even articulate mm-hmm. what it is that they want or don't want, and those things will go in as bugs. And something I try to be very careful about, uh, because it's very easy to do this as a consultant, is to say, well, that's not actually a bug, that's how it's supposed to work, and mm-hmm. it feels very dismissive yeah to people when they're on the other side of that so uh, the one of the one of the things that is so important and it's not just true for consultants but even people who are involved with the system is to make sure that people understand okay you've identified this thing here's how we look at it we triage that problem and try mm-hmm. to figure out is there literally a defect in the system or is there not a defect in the system, but that's this is feedback of how to improve the system in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And that improvement could be in training, it could be in configuration, it could be in some other project to improve whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm like I'm really sidebarring on this, but it really touches on something that I think is so important of having that communication be understood. Yeah. Uh, especially oh, for for it it can be very easy to get defensive of this system that you're proud of and you're working with and mm-hmm. has you know, your fingerprints <clears throat> all over it. Exactly. Yeah, it very um, and and being able to help just with that communication as I've seen it goes so far in having users understand, you know, what what is actually supposed to be happening and the fact that they are being listened to. Mm-hmm. I had a coworker who would say, Expe- happiness equals expectations minus reality, and he would remind <laughs> me of that all the time. Uh, he, was, he was really great, learned a lot from him. But um, I, think, I find that's really important in that communication, where mm-hmm. it's so easy to get defensive, and especially when you were told exactly what to do, and you did it, and you executed perfectly, and it's 100% exactly what was asked of you, and yeah. it's exactly what the users do not want, and do not need, and they were not consulted, and now nobody's happy, and you're hurt <laughs> because you did what you were told, and yet everyone hates you. Um, <laughs> that's a very upsetting place to be, especially when you're the admin, and you eat lunch with these people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little easier as a consultant, though, I remember um, a senior consultant talking to me over lunch when you're at a conference, and I was very young admin and really getting beat up <laughs> back on the home front. And I was saying, why on earth would you ever want to do that as a consultant? I couldn't get beat up on a large scale. I can barely mm-hmm. do it, you know, as an admin. He goes, oh, no, it's so much better. <laughs> You're a little farther away. 
But what really, and I, I try to coach admins now, I do a lot of coaching, and um, the communication piece is so key. I had one project where we moved an obscene amount of data, and there were some issues in the data integrity in the source system, and it turned out, I think there was issues with maybe 4% of the data. Mm. But it happened to be the 4% that got used in the first quarter after the project got done, and so the perception was that the whole thing was bust. Yeah. And so we actually did a review to figure out where all the impact was coming up, and it was really helpful to show to the users, we hear you, we're fixing it, here's actually the small little slice of the pie that is the problem, mm-hmm. and here's everything that did actually work. I, um, a friend of mine sent, he had the best out of office email I've ever read, I kept it, but um, it was during the hurricane and his mm-hmm. clients were all upset, and he had down at the bottom stats about how in the, compared to how everyone else is faring in the industry during a hurricane, the awards they've won, the records, how fast their call time is compared to the industry and how it's actually, well, we hear that you're upset we're getting back to as soon as we can. Please keep in mind some perspective. And that can be, perspective can be helpful in users hearing them and then yeah. giving that little bit of reality to balance things out. Yeah. Okay, so going back to before we <laughs> got off on our tangent here, which I know I, I led us astray, so I'll pull us back. Um, a couple other things that come to mind on that kind of yearly checkup, if there's no other time to do it, why not now? One is just checking the the users that are enabled in the system, mm-hmm. making sure they're still around. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, this is less so online these days, just because of the way licensing actually happens. But mm-hmm. uh, especially on prem, and you know, even even some cases online, check for those users that maybe aren't using the platform anymore. They've shifted to another organization uh, outside of your company. Mm -hmm. They've shifted to another department within the organization, but they're not using the platform anymore. Checking for those kind of things as uh, just from a pure license standpoint, Mm -hmm. and then validating security roles that people have. There are times where security roles will be, you know, either ad hoc or permissions are increased for some reason to be able mm-hmm. to take care of a, a very specific issue that's out there and it can be very easy for some of those to be forgotten mm-hmm. after the fact. So going back and doing some cleanup around those items is is definitely something to throw into the early, early in the year <laughs> review. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um... So looking up some of these things, you know, security as an example for one of those, it can be it can be tough to track some of those down. Do you know any tools that you might be able to use to to figure that out as you're going through this review? Yeah, actually, one I just discovered over the weekend that I'm really excited about is the Privileges Discovery tool from XRM Toolbox. Okay. And um, what I loved about it is if there's a specific permission that you're worried about getting granted. Um, for me, deleting is something really common. I find I'm told all the time, oh, we don't want deleting or barely anybody can delete. And then I go and check mm-hmm. and there's actually a lot more people who can delete than is realized. Um, you can just pick like bulk delete as a permission. It'll go pull for you all of your security roles that give away that permission. And since um, security is additive, we uh-huh. can't restrict people from something. We only have to just not ever grant them that permission. I thought that was really, really interesting, really helpful okay. for cleanup, and really knowing what's in your roles. Or if someone's gone in and monkeyed with things to solve a problem quickly, 
going back and spotting that and saying, nope, as a company, we just don't delete XYZ or mm-hmm. we don't, um, only very specific users can create this type of record. It's Got a really it. good way to scan all of your roles in mass and make sure you really have a good handle on who can do what yeah. and what role. Yeah, on the on the topic of the the XRM toolbox and tools for kind of that annual cleanup, the attribute usage inspector mm. is a good one that goes into the look through your entities at all the different fields and how many of them actually have data in those yeah, fields. Yeah, that's always really interesting to see. It can be eye opening how important a specific field is supposed to be and how little it actually gets used in practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, another good one from XRM Toolbox. Um, yeah, love that one. Um, and it's also just a good idea to take stock of what your system's at right now. I really love the snapshot tool from CRM Accelerators. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, having been in finance and in healthcare, which are really regulated industries, I like having a regularly scheduled snapshot where I can say, I know that as of January 1st, this is what that user had in security mm-hmm. roles. And then go back again on March 1st or on some yeah. other subsequent date and run it for everybody. It doesn't, it's not a daily protection, but at least gives you something. Otherwise, you're saying, yeah. well, when we hire people, we usually give them, you know, like it gives yeah, a little well, bit and more. It, it, it does go in and take over a lot of that menial work of trying to review what an individual user has. Mm-hmm. That in, in Dynamics, you know, Vanilla, Dynamics 365, it's a very manual process. You go to the user, you pull up the list of security roles they have associated with them, and you scroll through trying to find which boxes are checked. It's very each role very tedious yeah. to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then you know, layer on top of that, do they have what for each of those security roles? What permissions are actually granted in each of those security roles? Mm-hmm. That. It's just you, you can't do it that way effectively. You have to have tools like that. So that's a that's a great one. I've used it. I've used it before to to be able to net some of that out as well. Mm-hmm. So I think the XRM toolbox and there's some great ones in here too for making big changes mm-hmm. in bulk. Um, those are really great for kind of spot treating and checking. The snapshot tool is a paid tool, but I think it's a it's a decently easy sell within your organization to say we've got to have this level of compliance and understanding mm-hmm. of what what we had when. And so um, that one, I think, for the money. It is a, it's one of the few paid tools I recommend, but it, I think it's absolutely worth it. Okay, and we'll keep a link in the show notes for yeah. it as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, so anything else before we tie a bow on 2017? I challenge everybody to pick one thing, concrete, measurable thing in user adoption that you can do in the first quarter and then measure it at the end of first quarter. See if you got it done. I like it. We'd love to hear what it is. Share so, something on Twitter. Yeah, sounds good. Or check us out, implementthis.org. We've got a submission form for being able to give us feedback there. And also you can connect with us on all the things. All of the things. <laughs> Happy New Year, Matt. Happy New Year to you. You've been listening to Implement This with Britta Rexted and Matthew C. Anderson. Do you have a business problem you'd like us to discuss on the show? Reach us through our website, implementthis.org, where you can also subscribe to the podcast. We're on Twitter, too. Britta is at MacGyverCRM, and I'm at MC Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.